Welcome to Gen Gap Cast, the podcast that not only talks about the differences in generations, but also has a gender component because I'm Wade, I'm the dad. May not, oh, I can't speak Spanish. My name is Megan, and I am female. And? The daughter. Yes, yes, you are. I thought that was kind of obvious since you said you're the dad, and then I said I'm female. I thought that was like, you know. Implied? Implied. Well, never, never imply things. Always be very explicit with what you want. Okay. I'm Megan. I'm his daughter. I can't, never mind. I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Why would you censor yourself? Never mind. Okay. <laughs> Today's topic is family. Yes. We have a family. Yes. We have a, a family that is uh, happy and together. Yes. But not every family is happy or together. No. Yeah. It's sad. It is sad. The main point uh, that we want to talk about here, though besides being happy or sad, is how has family changed over the generations and how is it perceived through the different different genders that we represent, Megan? Well, if you're asking for my opinion, I will gladly give it to you if you were to ask me. Can I have your opinion, Megan? Of course, how can I deny you? Family, to me, from my 22-year-old female vision, is basically family is the people around you born like blood related or not that build you up that you have an emotional connection to and that you care for so much so that you can't imagine your life without them that's a very nice definition of family thank you you're welcome I would wonder, though, how that has changed over, over the, uh, the years. Because when I grew up, family was much, the definition of family um, was slightly different, right? It was, you had a nuclear family, right? Uh, that family consisted of a certain structure and was at the center of everything that you did. I mean, uh, from a religious point of view, from a societal point of view, from even a governmental point of view, uh, the definition of family was pretty well uh, set in stone. But today, I don't think that's that's the uh, the case any longer. What would you say? I would say that no, it's not the same. I feel like, and again, this is just my perspective. But when you were younger, family was like you said, it was the nuclear family. You had your mom, your dad. Right. Your 2.5 kids and your white picket fence. It was the American dream. And yet how that dream has changed. Why do you think that is? I feel like it's changed because people are starting to accept that not all families are good. Hmm. Not all families are good. That's a very controversial statement. I'm a controversial figure. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, you are. <laughs> so what do you mean by not all families are good? Because, again, uh, the, the, the definition of family, as you just given it, is sounds wonderful, right? I mean, a, a group of people that support you no matter what and love you no matter what, almost unconditionally, how can that be bad? Because not everyone has that. 
And what kind of, how does that, how do you think that impacts people? On a very deep and emotional, psychological, sociological, sociological, sociological. Easy for you to say. Sociological, maybe? Thank you. You're welcome. That word. It, if you don't have a good family, you, I would dare to say, and this is my opinion, you may not have a good life. Because family, especially the parents, their job is to raise you until you're old enough to go on to your own. They're supposed to love and nurture you. And though they might not agree with your choices, they're supposed to stand by you. Not everyone has that. Right. And why do you th- what's changed, right? Because, again, I, I, when I was growing up, it was definitely not you know, Brady Bunch kind of time. Um, For those of you who don't know who the Brady Bunch is, it was a TV show in the 1970s where two families came together out of marriage and it was a, uh, you know, lighthearted look at how blended families uh, interact with one another. I think I did a good job of, of, you know, providing a summary there, but it wasn't that, right? I mean, uh, family on television um, was definitely the the ideal, but I've noticed, you know, in the last 15, 20 years that the families on television, even families in, in all forms of media, have taken on uh, a slightly different uh, perspective and a slightly different definition. I feel like they've taken on a slightly more realistic Interesting. approach. Interesting. Okay. Because there are broken families on TV. There are dysfunctional families. There are families where the parents don't get along. There are, you know, shows where one of the older siblings might be raising the younger siblings because their parent or parents aren't capable at that time. And I feel like it's always been there, but people are more willing to speak about it and are more willing to accept themselves for who they are and come out and say, if you can't accept me for who I am, I'm going to go find people who can, and I'm going to make them my family. Interesting. So what do you think has changed, Megan, in the last 20 years that, al- that has allowed society to, as you, in your words, be more realistic about the definition of family? Because, again, I, I would say the, the original point I was trying to make is that um, – the picture of the family when I was mm-hmm. growing up was, you know, this this perfect uh, f- collection of people that had, you know, beautiful children and, uh, you know, jobs and, and made uh, great money to the point where they could, you know, afford family trips to Hawaii or, uh, you know, nice cars. Uh, and today's family... Um, the way it's portrayed, again, is, is not that. So what do you think has changed in the last 20 years to allow us, your generation, to be more honest and more realistic in their portrayal of family? Social media. Really? Yeah. I think social media has a lot to do with it because... So you're saying that social media um, has helped redefine family? Yes. Social media has redefined family. That's interesting. So tell me more about that, because um, I think when I think of social media, um, 
you know, it's it's about friends, mm-hmm. and it's about pictures, mm-hmm. and it's about you know uh, putting your your instant or your idea that pops in your head instantly out there into the world. How does that? translate or how does that help redefine family you have a very small idea of social media granted yes for you social media is just facebook and twitter and instagram and the like but social media is so much broader than that it's reddit posts it's forums it's blogs it's places people can go to share their opinions and find people who have the same opinions or share their stories and find other people who have the same stories or it's places where you can go where you can find a support group of such because back before social media i venture to say that you had to actually go out and search for these groups that physically met somewhere Well, in the social media age, you can just type something into Google and there there they are. There's your group. There's no set time you have to be there. There's no structure or there's no like real structure to it. It's when you need it, it is there. So are you saying that social media is the new family? That is a very good question. I do not believe that social media is the new family. I believe that social media is showing families for what they are and giving you the chance to find a new family. I would not say that social media itself is family. Okay. Um, I'm there with you. I think that, uh, I think that what I mean by social media is the new family. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's explore that for a moment because I think Growing up, the family I knew was the family I knew, right? Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is I knew my grandparents, I knew my cousins, I knew my aunts and my uncles. I, you know, We had family reunions every year where I would meet the extended family, right? I would mm-hmm. meet my second cousins twice removed by marriage. Right. Um, and I had a, a concept of where I came from. I had a concept of who came before me, I was grounded in that concept. That was my family, Mm -hmm. right? And that added, um, not only did that add definition to who who I was and where I came from, but it also gave me an idea of what was sort of expected of me, right? And um, the, the hierarchy within my family, right? Yeah. Now, when I went to school and started getting exposed to other people and their families and their extended families, I started to notice that, um, you know, other cultures had different definitions of family, right? I I only knew what my cultural, uh, you know, uh, context was about. Understandably. Right. Um, I, I, I now take that to today today's world uh wow i mean you get online and you start to find people that are um that are uh interested in what you're interested in right you start to find people that um really do care for you almost unconditionally because they don't know about your baggage they don't know right they just they're just there to talk to you, right? It's it's very um, there. There's no, 
you know, uh, what's where I'm looking for. There's no, uh, risk associated with it. Right. May I ask you something? Sure. Can you truly love someone unconditionally without knowing about their baggage? Without knowing about the good times, the bad times, who they are. Because let's face it, your baggage, it's a part of who you are. It's something you have to carry around. It absolutely is. So can you truly love someone unconditionally if you don't truly know them? Well, uh, I would challenge that and say, does a mother uh, love her newborn child? Uh, because you don't know what that child's baggage is, right? That kid comes out pure and you love it unconditionally. Pure. Yeah. Interesting word. I like it. It's a good word, but I don't think it's accurate. Okay. Because yes, a child is kind of a blank slate. Undefined. They are undefined, but... What about children that have are born with Down syndrome or are born with autism right. or anxiety or depression? Right. Is that pure? Well, no, again, I'm not making a qualitative decision or a qualitative statement about that, right? When right. I say pure, mm-hmm. uh, let me restate. Please. Came out as, uh, come out as blank slates. Right? Okay. They, they have yet to create... Um, their psychological and emotional baggage that you that you talk about, right? So the question you asked was, is it possible to love something or someone, sorry, not something, someone unconditionally without knowing their baggage? And I would say absolutely. All right. I pose you another question. Yes. Would you say a mother who cannot accept their child as a part of the LGBT community loves them unconditionally? Uh, we're starting to drift a little bit away from, you know, uh, I think, well, okay, let me answer the question. Um, I think that as family, again, we have expectations of people. Yes. We have expectations. You, growing up, I had expect, expectations for you and your sister. And I let you down spectacularly. No, you did not. Absolutely <laughs> not. Um, you actually have exceeded my expectations in a number of areas. Now I'm curious what your expectations were. Well, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that and save it for another podcast. Uh, but there is there is ex- expectations uh, that, that parents do set for their children, right? There's expectations that children set of their parents. Yeah. Right. That's the thing about family. For me, family could be defined uh, because you gave your definition. Let me give you my definition of family. But I'm going to do so after the break because we've got some bills to go pay. And we're back. So before the break, I told you I was going to tell you my definition of family. You did. I did. So let me give you my definition of family. Please do. Because I want to kind of bring us back to the point that you made around social media, because I think it's an important point. Um, So growing up, again, I was in a very much a uh, traditional, quote, quote, traditional nuclear family. At age 16, my family was broken, right? So my mom and my dad divorced. And at that time... Uh, I had to redefine family because the previous definition was no longer valid. So I 
uh, found a, uh, a family at school, well, a person at school who allowed me to kind of join their family. And what was interesting is that this chosen or constructed family that I now had uh, was comprised of uh, other refugees from broken families. And that's when the, the concept of a chosen family first kind of came into my consciousness, that, is that you could, you could actually choose the people in your family, and you could call them family, and they would give you what you talked about at the top of the podcast, which is that unconditional love and that support. So again, these people really didn't know me. They had not spent the previous 16 years with me. They didn't know my baggage, but they accepted me, and we created this familial unit. It's freeing, isn't it? It's incredibly freeing. And I think that today with social media, it actually enables that, uh, that capability for people who are searching for yeah. a family uh, on a much grander scale. And it actually removes uh, a number of, of you know, barriers. I also think it introduces a number of challenges and possibly dangers. Well, now you have me curious. I have to ask, what are these dangers? So, again, I, I uh, go back to the fact that on the Internet, you can be who you want to be, right? You can, uh, you can put forth a, um, uh, a perception of, of who you want to be. Yeah. So, do you know everybody in your family, Meg? I would say, yeah. I'd say I would. And how deeply do you know them? I know them about as deeply as I know my blood sister. Okay. But how was that uh, because uh, the reason you know them so deeply is how is that borne out? How is that? How do you know them so deeply? In the same way you get to know your family, you spend time with them. You get to know them. Right. So you spend time with them and you have shared experiences. Yeah. And you are able to observe how they react and respond to those shared. Yeah. Okay, so if if you are creating a, a a family, constructed family, mainly from people on the internet, um, again, are you? Ha- I don't want to get too far into internet bad, right? Uh, real real world good, because I think that. Uh, Family is family. I mean, yeah. everybody's definition of family is slightly different. But I think if you were to, to pull them all together and look for commonalities between the definitions, you would absolutely find them. Oh, definitely. Right. So I think that um, having the capability of being able to uh, reach out a, a, across great distances and pull people into what we now call family. Yeah. Uh, I think that, I don't know, I, I, I kind of wish I was 16 years old again, right? I think that it would have been, I, I, I can't say my life would be different. I suspect or expect that it would. You found chosen family in other ways, though. It's true. It took a lot of work. It took a lot of work, but I'm not, it's also not exactly easy to find your family online. It's easier, but you're not just going to one day jump into a chat group and be like, you're my family. <laughs> it's, it's, it takes time. Like my best friend, who is basically my sister, I've known her for 10 years. I physically know her. We met in junior high. Right. 
I did not consider her family until I'd say about year three of friendship. What changed? I realized she wasn't going anywhere. Ooh, that's a big one. Abandonment. Yeah, abandonment. She not only accepted me for who I was when I couldn't. Right. She was like, that's awesome. I like this stuff too. It's not weird. Let's, I like it too. You're fine. Let's talk about it. Let's enjoy it. So that's acceptance, right? That's, that's unconditional love. That is, uh, taking you and, and loving you for all that you are. Yeah. And it takes time to develop. I believe, sorry, it takes time for love to develop. It does. And there's different stages of love. So I loved her as a friend. Right. I loved her as my best friend. Right. But again, she's my sister. She's now. your sister. Right. And, and again, it's, it's very interesting. Um, as, as I said, I've, I've got great friends. I've been incredibly blessed to have great friends throughout my life. Um, there are two or three of those friends that I call family. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it, the difference is, uh, is, is not one's better than the other. Right. I, 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 lo- I love all my friends. Right. Um, I have great appreciation for them. I know that, uh, a, you know, a handful of them um, have those those qualities, that that unconditional love, that that appreciation that I will I have your back. Yeah, uh, I am. I hate the term, but I'm your ride or die. Right. Because um, <laughs> I don't really truly know what if I know what ride or die means. I think the definitions changed from your generation to mine, but that's a different podcast. Well, it actually did not exist in my generation. So, yeah, I'm not sure what the, what the, uh, uh, you know, what the contemporary or what, what the term would be in my generation. But I would say in my limited scope of slang terms that it means you do or you don't. Okay. So somebody that is there for you or is thick or thin. Got it. Okay, cool. Glad today I learned. So, uh, getting back to um, you know the, the the constructed family because I think that's that is for me the 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 most important change in in family over the the last twenty years is that yeah. you're able to construct and choose a family that it's that it's okay. In fact, you know, growing up, you did not choose your family. You know, yeah. that was, there was a saying that you can't choose uh, your family. Well, you can, what you can pick your nose, but you can't pick your family kind of thing. Nice. Or you can't pick your family's nose. I don't know something. Mm, um, but today it's actually almost the opposite, right? Where, uh, if you don't construct your family, if you don't choose your family, then, uh, you're missing out, right? Kind of in a way, but I would also, I would venture to say that you can choose your blood family. You can, can you? choose to have them or you can choose to cut them out of your life. Okay. Okay. I see what you're saying there. So you may be born to a family, but that does not make them your family. That right. makes them the people that like brought you into this world. That does not mean that they are your family. Yeah. And I think that, that somewhere along the line, that was, a, that was a big thing, right? I brought you into this world. And, and I can so, take you out of it. But, but there was a, there was you 
owe me something, right? There was a debt to be paid <laughs> Yeah. that I brought you into this family. And because of that, you will do as I say, you yeah. will act as I want you to act. Uh, and, and because it, this is family, right? I mean, blood is thicker than water. Um, you know, syrup all, is thicker than blood. This is true, but, uh, we're not, uh, you know, uh, mm, pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, your mind works in way, in strange ways. Oh, if only you could hear the inner monologue. Uh, uh, it's great. I think I would be afraid of that. So do you know of... So again, kind of extending it out, uh, Megan. Yeah. Um, your, your, your friends, right? Your, yes. your hipster friends. <laughs> um, None of us are hipsters. <laughs> We're not hip. We're not hip. Don't be hip. Uh, your hipster friends... <laughs> Um, how many of them have constructed their families? I would say all of them. Like, they chose their... Some of them chose to have their blood family, blood Blood family, family, and expand from there. Okay. Some people have basically been like, you're... You brought me into this world, but that does not mean that you are my family. But I will, I'm stuck with you for this time. But while I'm stuck with you, I'm going to go out and I'm going to make my family. Right. So I believe everyone nowadays chooses their family, whether you choose to expand or you choose to just stay with your blood family. But I have, I have friends that hate their families like their parents are not good parents and so it's either they stay with that and be miserable for the rest of their life or they find people who are actually family that's that's interesting and and honestly that gives me hope right that gives me hope that you know uh, that some of the uh outcomes right so again um growing up uh, you stayed, your, your family was your family yeah. through thick or thin for better, for worse. Uh, and because of it, uh, there was, um, and I, again, I wish I had the data at my fingertips, but anecdotally, um, you know, the, the instances of child abuse, the instances of, of, uh, you know, uh, staying around in, um, in, in terrible uh, situations, I think you didn't really have a place to go. You didn't have a, a, a way to escape that. You didn't have a better, um, you know, you didn't have a better place to be. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I'm hopeful that, you know, your generation can do better there. I think we already are. I would agree. So does this family also equate... I don't know. Is family where you spend your time? I don't believe it's where you spend your time. It can be where you spend your time, but right. this is going to be cliche as hell. Family is where your heart is. That's interesting. I like that. Because one of the people I consider my family, I've talked about her before on the friendship right. episode, Amanda. Right. She's in New York. Right. I you, can't exactly you spend go- time with her, though. I do in a way, but I've watched you with the you know on the on your phone. And in <laughs> yeah, fact, today, we were uh, talking about possibly starting a D and D campaign online, but that's another Woo-hoo, episode. D&D. Woo! I'm a nerd. So yeah, I spend time with her, 
But even when I'm not spending time with her, she's still my family. Right. She's still always in my thoughts. Through thick or thin. Through thick or thin. And honestly, chosen families are stronger than blood families, I believe. Because well, you've, you've you constructed them. You constructed them. You right. chose them. You chose them. They weren't. You weren't stuck with them. Again, um, that gives me hope, and I, I love to hear uh, comments and feedback. I mean, what is your family? Uh, did you choose your family? Um, is uh, is the concept of a chosen family? Uh, something that you think is a good thing or possibly a bad thing. We'd love to hear your your feedback and your comments. I'd also venture to say, if you have chosen your family, why? Oh, that's, yeah, I'd love to hear that as well. And you can give us that information at info at gengapcast.com. Info at gengapcast.com. In fact, that's a that's a website. That is a website. So if you put a www in front of that, you get a website. And if I may say so myself, it's... It's pretty rad. It is. Oh, my Tubular. Gosh. Did you? Oh, wow. Okay. What are some other, like, slang terms from your time? We're not going to go there because they're just terrible. Hang loose, bro. Is that a thing? Hang loose, bro. Yeah, that's so. Uh. Okay. So to wrap up, uh, again, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, please visit us on uh, the web at www.gencapcast.com. Uh, subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or Google Play. Uh, leave a, a review and give us a five-star rating because uh, we'd love to get uh, our podcast up on the, the lists and the rating and the uh, ratings list so more people can enjoy us. Yes. And I'd venture to say that if you don't give us five stars, I will cry. <laughs> she will cry. And I am not a good crier. Tears. Tears. Like, tears down my face like flames. Flames on the side <sighs> of my face. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I think it's time for us to wrap up, Meg. So this is Wade. I'm the dad. I'm Megan. I'm the daughter. We love you all. Thank you so much for listening.